0: (laughs) Hey, everybody, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people who are doing great things in the world like you that I think you should know about. Before I introduce today's guest, I just want to remind you that Own Your Health my third book with Glenn Merzer is now available on Amazon. If you decide to buy it by October 18th at midnight, which is a Sunday, and email me your receipt at chefajbonus at yahoo.com. I'll send you a bunch of cool bonuses, recipes that didn't make it in the book, not because they weren't good enough, but because we had to finally finish the book. A great recipe video of my famous double frosted uh, two layer carrot cake with also the recipe, of course, and the audio files to the book so you don't have to buy it on Audible. And it's a fun book. so. You might really enjoy it if you listen to it in the audio way. So today's guest is somebody I met probably seven or eight years ago. I was filming a television show in New York. And after the shoot, I had dinner with a dear friend, Victoria Moran. I can't even remember the name of a restaurant. I think it was Raw and we sat outside, it was beautiful. And she had brought a very lovely person with her, a dear friend of hers, who's always been on my radar, but you know how life is, you just don't connect. But they always keep, you know, extraordinary people in the back of your mind, like someday, when I'm going to do this. And I I really think I do need her services because I get bashed a lot on social media for not looking like my headshot, which was taken 10 years ago in a professional studio with mic up and lighting. But she is a total image consultant, not just an image consultant, but a total image consultant. And she is also a vegan, which makes her awesome already. And she's going to talk a little bit about the work she does and why some of us might Want to use her services? Please welcome Ginger Burr. Thank you for being here. It's been too long.
1: Thank you, Chef AJ. Yes, it. It has been, and you're right. It was a wonderful restaurant. I don't think it exists anymore, unfortunately, but it was such a beautiful space. It was great to get to know you and to see Victoria, and and I'm honored to be here, so thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, you're so welcome. And you know, it's funny, I said to you right before the show, you know, I I don't know if there's a science to this, but sometimes I feel like when you have a beautiful name, you end up more beautiful. Like, and and I'm not trying to bash people with names, but you know, there's names that were in the 40s that we don't use anymore. You know, certain names, they go in and out of style. Style. But like, like when I think of Ginger, I think of Gilligan's Island Ginger. <laughs> Versus, not not that Marianne wasn't adorable, but you know, there's just something about like, and like you're you're very elegant, and your name is elegant, and it's just I just wonder if that had something to do with it.
1: Oh, thank you. It's so funny because I was supposed to be called Ginny until I was born with red hair, and then you know they christened me Ginger and that stuck. And yes, I watched Gilligan's Island back then too and loved the movie star Ginger, so yeah.
0: <laughs> Ginger Rogers, there's just, you know. Right? Yeah. And and, and, and you know, not some people would be offended by this, but I had a dog named Ginger and I loved that dog so much. It was just, it's just a beautiful, I just think it's a beautiful name. And so, you know, I, I didn't like my name growing up which is why I legally changed it. And so that's, I, I much prefer AJ to Abby because, you know, growing up my name, Abby, and I was the fat kid. You guess what they called me, Flabby Abby. Oh. So, you know, you know, you know, nothing bad rhymes with ginger, you know, him, <laughs> ginger, well, binger maybe, but, but you know, it's just, anyway. So yes, they're saying beautiful lady, she does ginger proud. So what really is an image consultant? I would imagine people that are like celebrities probably have one at their beck and call, but like us lay people, do we need one? And like, how do you do it vegan?
1: Well, it's interesting because if I only worked with celebrities, I would have been out of business 30 years ago because I don't, I don't work with any celebrities. I mean, i worked with a few authors, that kind of thing, but my clientele is regular people, just regular women who want to feel great about how they look, are overwhelmed by their clothing or, you know, put something on and just don't feel like it suits them or is them. And, uh, and they're tired of it. They're tired of having a closet full of clothes. They don't wear the old cliche. And so hopefully they call me (laughs) and, uh, and then I, I help them. And I've been helping women now for over 30 years. And I started in this because I didn't have a clue how to dress myself. So, you know, we all teach it. We have to learn.
0: That, that is so true because I teach weight loss and food addiction. Cause that's, (laughs) I love that you say that it is absolutely so true. So Like, were you always, because I I think of you, and this is a compliment, as a girly girl. And I think of me more (laughs) as like more of a tomboy. Were you always
1: elegant? I I don't know that I was always elegant. I always wanted to be elegant and felt inside like I should be elegant. But um, I, of course, you know, I was also a teenager in the 1970s, which anybody who grew up then knows. It was not a particularly elegant time. And uh, so, I've always been a girly girl. My brothers and sisters used to make fun of me. And my mother says that even when I was a baby, I used to sit in the sandbox with my hands like this going, ooh, do I have to touch the sand? So yes, I've always been the ultimate girly girl. And my brothers and sister used to make fun of me. And I've gotten over it. I'm okay with all of it now. I, I like being a girly girl and it's all good.
0: <laughs> can you work with people remotely or do they have to be in front of you so that you can take them shopping?
1: Um, I have worked remotely now for many years. I have clients all over the world yesterday I was working in one of my clients' closets in the UK. So I can work with people anywhere. Um, and of course now with the pandemic going on, at this point I would say 95 almost percent of my business is done virtually. Thankfully, you know technology is just amazing and so I'm very lucky that I have amazing technology that's designed just for image consultants. That I can use with my clients, and uh, and and now we're mo- so much shopping is taking place online anyway. Stores are closing, and uh, but stores are popping up online, so it's it's become more the norm, both because of the pandemic pandemic end because there are more stores online to shop online. So yes, I can do it. pretty much everything online.
0: That that is so cool. I'm going to post the link to your services in case people want to check it out. But it looks like you have a fan client on. Joan Gagnon says, Ginger helped me so much during my professional years. Now I need retirement clothes. LOL.
1: (laughs) Yes. A lot of my clients are retiring and some people are retiring just because of what's going on with the pandemic. Maybe they're doing it early too. So yes, there's a whole different wardrobe that happens when, you know, you don't have to go into an office every day. So thank you, Joan. That's very sweet of you.
0: And a lot of a lot of comments on your necklace, how beautiful that is. So. Oh,
1: thank you. It's a local designer. A local- do, you, do you work with people though,
0: like, so that their personality, like, I like, cause I'm never going to look like you. I just, that that's not my style. I'm I'm me. And I even brought some clothes from my closet. When I looked at them, I'm like, I wonder, you know, that's why I was a little nervous because I'm I'm not Audrey Hepburn. You know, I'm more, I don't know, Carol Burnett. Like I'm not just, I'm just, I'm, you know, like being a comedian. I just, I, when they dress me up a lot, like when I've done shows, I'm like, just, I don't know, you know, can you work with people within their personality without making them look like a carbon copy of somebody else?
1: You know, this is the best question ever because I, like I said, I've been doing this for over 30 years and if I was out there just basically dressing everybody like me, I would have been bored out of my mind years ago. My focus, in fact, I was just doing a session this morning remotely with a woman in California. My focus always with every single person I work with is to help them to determine who they are on the inside. I call it finding your inner beauty words and um, helping them to identify words and phrases that describe who they are. And then I show them how to use that information to create a wardrobe that feels truly authentic, whether it's Carol Burnett or Audrey Hepburn or Catherine Hepburn or whoever it might be that you you most identify with, we all are unique. And it's important that we express that uniqueness. It's the only way, actually, I feel that we'll ever feel totally at home in the clothes that we wear and know what to buy out there in the world when there are so many options that it can be totally overwhelming. So yes, dressing who you are on the inside, reflecting that on the outside, critical to looking and feeling good in your clothes.
0: Do you think beauty has changed a lot over the years? You know, I think of things people like Audrey Hepburn, Jackie Onassis, there's just like classic, you know, we, 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 I, you don't, I don't see
1: a lot of class anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes me kind of sad. And the pandemic of course has made it happen even more, but um, it's funny because I do teach a, I teach a six week class, which I developed when the when COVID first hit. And one of the women recently asked, you know, I go to the grocery store and and I feel like I shouldn't dress up. I should just maybe throw on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt she says, I don't feel that good in jeans and a t-shirt. So what do I do? And, you know, I basically, actually I think this outfit yeah this outfit except i had a scarf instead of a necklace because it was chilly here actually i think i had this scarf on um on sunday i went to the farmer's market in this outfit that i'm wearing right now it's super comfortable but it's not just teens jeans and a t-shirt not that there's anything wrong with jeans and a t-shirt if that makes you totally happy to wear but what i'm finding is that a lot of women you know don't want to wear their workout clothes everywhere or don't want to you know just dress in some dress down like they feel everybody else is just to fit in but they don't know what else to do so yes i feel like fashion has changed dramatically and we've gone so so ultra casual that in some cases it's really hard there, there's no there's no uniqueness there when people just dress in their workout clothes every day there's not as much of availability to be, to express who you are. So it makes me a little sad. <laughs> but it's so comfortable, you know. It's so, so yeah, it. All, I'm a big believer in comfort. Trust me, this sweater, it doesn't get any more comfortable. This sweater is cozy. It's warm. It's soft. It's stretchy. And yet it's a spectacular color for me. It fits me perfectly. I'm wearing a pair of stretchy jeans with this right now. And it all just looks pulled together. And that's, I think sometimes we feel like we have to sacrifice style or whatever our personal style is in order to be comfortable and I'm here to say you don't have to you don't have to.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, I remember the first time I was on an airplane, I was, I think 10 years old, 1970. And it was, I, I can't even remember, I think it might've been TWA, which doesn't exist anymore. And the flight attendants, which back then they were called stewardesses because they were only very slender, tall women like models. I mean, they would dress up and they would have makeup and the, and now it's, you know, they they got discriminated against. And, and I mean, I don't wanna say anybody can be a flight attendant. I mean, as long as they pass the test. And, you know, I just remember the days where, you know, you'd go to places like even Las Vegas to a show. And now every, I mean, people just wear shorts and tank tops. It's, and I'm guilty of that too, by the way. So I'm not judging, but, but what happened to the world?
1: We wanted to be comfortable. We wanted to be casual. I mean, people used to dress up to go to church. They used to dress up for their Sunday afternoon dinner. And you know, it's, it's a whole different world right now, but my, the bulk of my clients, not, are over 40, although there, I've been having an influx of women in their late 20s and early 30s lately, which really I find very exciting. Uh, but what, when we get over 40, and this is an area you know a lot about as well, you know, women's bodies sometimes change. And when they change, if they've been dressing themselves for a certain way for 30 years, all of a sudden they don't know how to dress themselves anymore because what they used to wear doesn't work. So they settle for things that are too big, too you know oversized, too shapeless. Because they're trying to hide things and they don't know what else to do. And sometimes that's the reason that women are not really stepping out and finding a style in a wardrobe that really feels great to them.
0: Yeah, and you know, I work with a lot of people that are overweight, trying to lose weight, and they think if they just dress in plain black, that's the answer that black is slimming when in reality, it's not there. I know, but I bet you could help them wear colors and things that would actually enhance the, the beauty they have now rather than trying to hide everything right
1: Yes, I mean if black is a spectacular color on you then great. But I still don't think anybody needs an entire wardrobe just in black. But also, you can wear black and if the clothes don't fit you properly or the proportions are off, black will not be slim or the fabric's are too bulky or stiff or whatever that's still not going to be slimming. It's all about creating a wardrobe that that skims your body that flatters your body, that hits you in the right places, and also, as you mentioned earlier, reflecting who you are. So if you're somebody who Black makes you look a little tired, a little haggard, a little uh, just overpower, you're overpowered by it, you're going to do much better in a maybe a softer color or a brighter color or something that's going to really show your personality and feel more authentically you. So yeah, Black is not, and even if you do really love dark colors, there are lots of other dark colors. There's navy, there's aubergine, there's deep merlots. So it doesn't have to be black as the only option.
0: Right. People are wondering what you have on underneath. I mean, meaning like below, not underneath your shirt.
1: Oh, <laughs> what I'm Wearing below, I'll show you. Well, I don't know if you can see it here. You probably can't see it. I've got on a pair of, um, Black. up. I'm, I'm a big fan of pull-on jeans. I know and everybody's going to laugh at me probably, but they're so comfortable. And then you don't have that little tab that sticks out so that when you're wearing a top, it doesn't show. So I've got on a pair of black jag straight leg jeans that I got at Nordstrom. They're awesome. They're so comfortable. They're particularly good for women who maybe, maybe they don't have a tiny waist. Um, they have a, a little bit fuller waist. It's a really good jean for that.
0: That's great. Louise says, you seem inviting and warm. I agree. She says, I wonder if Ginger has a preferred clothing company.
1: Well, I've, you know, when I work with my clients, I'll shop wherever they might want me to shop or wherever the stores are that are local to them, you know, maybe not just the department stores, but I do, I'm a big fan of Nick and Zoe. For those of you who um, have Nick and Zoe, although anybody online can order Nick and Zoe, um, they also a lot. Not everything, but most of their clothing is vegan friendly. Um, I also actually recently, I hadn't planned to do this, but it just worked out because they had this whole virtual way of selling clothes. I actually started selling a line of clothes this um, summer called Cabby, C-A-B-I. And actually this sweater is a cabby sweater from I think last fall. And um, their clothes, my clients have been loving it, comfortable. At least 95% of their things are vegan friendly as well. Um, those are two lines that I really, I love Joseph Ribkoff, a little tiny bit dressier, but super comfortable. And again, at least 95, maybe more percent of his clothing is also vegan friendly, Um, usually sold in boutiques. Um, He's a Canadian company. So those are three that I that I really like a lot, and I'm sure I can think of others uh, like Lizette pants uh, for those of you who like a pull on pant. <laughs> Lizette um, pants are really comfortable, and they come in a lot of different fabrics and styles and colors and cuts. Really worth looking at too. Again, mostly sold in uh, boutiques or online. Thanks.
0: Candy wants to know, how do you replace your leather shoes, purses, and belts, you know, once you become vegan? And I'd love to hear your vegan story because I don't know it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Happy to share that. I've been vegan for 15 years. I have not eaten red meat in over 40 years. Now why I did not know about veganism back then or way before um, 15 years ago, I don't know. but. There was a day when my partner and I were researching where our food came from. And um, having not eaten, eaten red meat, I still was eating eggs and cheese, you know, dairy. And I learned, I hadn't eaten veal in like 100 million years, like way before, when maybe when I was a kid I ate it, I don't know. And when I learned that eating dairy contributed directly to the veal industry, because of course the male calves are taken away from their mother and sent to the uh, veal industry, I went vegan overnight. I was horrified that I had been contributing to that and um, couldn't, couldn't stand it. I decided I, I could not take the chance that I was contributing to any more animal suffering. So I went vegan right then and there. And uh, then I just started, I've always been into nutrition. I've always been into understanding our food. And um, so I just started doing more research. And I did have a moment where I thought, oh my goodness, I am, because when I do something, I do it wholeheartedly. And so for me, you know, obviously going vegan, I I was doing everything. It wasn't just eating plant-based. I was going completely vegan. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm an image consultant. And how am I going to do that? You know, I have to get dressed. I have to look good. I have to, but I also am going to have to wear things that are uh, fabrics that don't harm animals. and when I took a breath, I I've, I've realized that I would just make this an adventure. It would all be fine. I would be okay. And when I looked in my closet, you know, I didn't really have any silk. I had very little wool. I found wool scratchy. And at one point I had had some moths and they had eaten a lot of my wool anyway, but I did still have leather. I had my shoes. I had my handbags. And so for me, it just became, okay, let me see what's out there. Now, 15 years ago, it was, and I know, I, I mean, Victoria Moran, I think she's been vegan for like 40 years or something. I don't, it, it was a whole, even a way different world then, but even 15 years ago, it was a different world than it is now. And so basically what I would do is just buy any shoes that I found were uh, vegan made of vegan materials. And that was a mistake because some of them were uncomfortable. And, you know, I really needed to be a little more selective than that. Um, And I learned how to do that. But I was just so excited when I would find a pair that was vegan friendly, I would just buy it. And, um, but now there are so many options out there, just so many. I've even um, bought shoes from Wills vegan shoes in um, in the UK. They have free shipping and free returns to the US. So you know, there's a lot of different places that you can get that. I have. I just got this cute little um, clutch, vegan clutch. This is made out of pineapple leather. And this is by Hosen, H O Z E N. Um, and it's just, it's lightweight, clearly very well made. The two handbags that I use on a day to day basis are made by Gunis. You, you probably know Sugan from Gunis. Um, and she's a lovely woman. Now her handbags are actually being sold in Macy's, online in Macy's. So um, it is, um, things have gone. Uh, there's, there's so many options out there. There's no reason anybody has to buy leather anymore. Thank goodness. Not that they ever did actually, but (laughs) they don't.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Katie says, aside from the actual outfit, the accessories is what throws me off. Does Ginger have any advice on how to use accessories?
1: Uh, That's a, that's a big question. Um, So here's, here's what I do. And, and I, as I mentioned, I do teach a six week class and we do a whole class on accessorizing because you're, you're absolutely right. Accessorizing is a, a huge component in creating your wardrobe because it adds visual interest. And that's where you can kind of change how you want to look and how you can change an outfit so you can wear the same basic outfit but just change your accessories. So when I help women choose accessories, there are several things we do. And actually this is true for choosing clothes as well. One is we look at, who are you? The inner beauty words that um, Chef AJ and I were talking about it a minute ago. Who are you? Because somebody who's you know, bold and dynamic is going to choose different jewelry for somebody who's you know, gracefully, refresh- refreshingly graceful and serene. Um, what colors look really good on you so that you make sure you're choosing accessories that go with your outfit, um, And then making sure that it fits nicely within whatever the neckline is. Um, so that it's um, it. It looks like it was met, It was done intentionally. There's a lot more that goes into you would have to look at the contrast level and you know all of that. But it's um, those three things. Just looking at those alone will help. Thank
0: you. Apple says my challenge is finding clothes that align with my values. I prefer fabrics made with sustainable fibers, no sweatshops, and affordable.
1: Yes. Okay. So. I, th- I think the pandemic may have had a lot to do th- with this, but we're seeing many, many more companies really becoming more transparent about where their clothing is made and, um, and for things to be more sustainable. So I'm trying to think now, I should have printed out a list. Um, there are a lot of companies that, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You know, if you wanna email me I will be happy to give you a list of some of the companies that I found that are um, creating more sustainable clothing. So feel free. Or I can get it to Chef AJ and she can, however you want to do it.
0: Oh, we, could, we could even post it in the show notes maybe.
1: Oh yeah, I can post some some ideas in the show notes. Yes, let me make a note so I remember to do that. That's
0: great. So yeah. Mary Lou says there are four types of women's style. Is that true? She says I might be a gamine. Gamine. gamin. What is that? I mean,
1: yeah. Um, well... Different people have different ways of figuring out who someone is. And some use those, um, those overall sort of umbrella terms to fit people into, um, so that would be something like, um, uh, not Katherine Hepburn, the other, Audrey Hepburn would, would fit into that category. Um, I don't do that. I really like to look at who someone is personally and get very, Um, Go very deep into their own personal qualities that affect who they are. So some people get into this whole sporty, dramatic, elegant, that kind of thing, and you fall into one of those categories, which is fine. It's a great way to start. I like to go deeper than that, even. Okay, thanks.
0: Gina says, I lost my weight at 60 and I have no idea how to look flattering or choose clothes.
1: OK, All right. that's a big question. <laughs> so again, what you want to do, it's really important that you you may need to explore some new stores from what you where you were shopping before. Um, and you also want to make sure that clothing skimmed your body. Um, when they skim your body, they're going to be more flattering. So they're not skin tight, but they're also not overwhelming. The thing that's going on right now, however, part of this has been coming along anyway, and been in style, but it's also, the whole pandemic has made this even more true. The trends right now are for things to be very oversized. And those are not, if you wanna kind of have a sense of what your body shape is, those are not gonna make you very happy. So you have to search for the companies that have things that are a little more fitted. And you might try, you know, again, I don't know anything about you or your coloring or, who you are or any of that, but Nick and Zoe does a good job when they have colors that work for you. They're, they do a good job at having things kind of follow the body shape. Um, so you want to do that. You want to make sure you're wearing amazing colors, colors that just look spectacular on you. And if you don't know how, I would recommend having a color analysis done. And if your hair color has changed since maybe you had it done before, it's time to do it again as well. Um, And also there's a tool out there called the Fashion Fit Formula. I use this with all of my clients. It's a tool that allows you to take 12 vertical measurements and then determine what lengths things should be. Because if if the proportion or balance of something is off, you're still not gonna feel great in your clothes. So something to research a little bit. And if you have any questions with it, get in touch with me and I'll help you figure it all out with her, but it's an incredible tool and it's good for life. It actually has nothing to do with your weight. It's based on your, your height and bone structure.
0: Cool. If you get in touch with Ginger, it's a chef AJ sent you and I'm posting the link to that fashion fit formula. That sounds yes. really cool. It is you mentioned color analysis because the next question from Kathy is, can you do color analysis online? And when will you next create your personal, when will your next create your personal style class start?
1: Okay, um, two great questions. Um, Yes, I can do color analysis online virtually. I've been doing tons of that recently, actually. Um, It requires you, you may see this on my website, but it requires you to send me a photo. I send you, if you get in touch with me, I will send you the details on how to take a picture um, that will allow me to be able to do accurate color analysis for you because I need to have good lighting you need to look at the picture and say yes that looks like my skin cone color. yes that looks like my hair color i need to be able to see your eyes your teeth all of that but i can send you details on how to do that and then i work from the picture but i also do set up a zoom session with you because i like to get a sense of who you are so i know if i need to maybe heighten your colors a little bit or soften them a little bit but just i work personality a little bit into your colors as well And the next create your personal style, it just started last week. I mean, someone could hop in now and catch up with one week. Otherwise the next one will start in January only because I think December is probably a terrible time to start a six week class. So I will start the next one in January and you can get on the wait list. Um, if it's um, if it doesn't say that, it will say that shortly on that page, or send me an, your email, and I'll make sure you get put on the wait list so you'll hear about it first. Because there are only a limited number of people, I like to make sure that's a, a number of people in the class that I can actually handle. So and and help everybody.
0: Great. You said you were going to do mine.
1: <laughs> yes. What I did when you mentioned that because I can't really do it very well right here seeing you. I need your face big in front of me and I blow it up on my screen. What I did was I took my, let me show you kind of what my, I have over 2000 colors. And so I take, I take these little, hopefully you can all see these. Yeah, these little, um, I don't know swatches. what you call them. Just swatches. swatches. I'm sorry? You call them swatches? Yeah, they're like little swatches, yes. And I hold these up to you so that I'm, you know, putting these in front of your face. I'm looking, oh, should she be, you know, brighter, muted, darker, Like you know, and the colors pop out to me. So when you told me you were interested, now I did take, I think it's that picture you're talking about online because it was the clearest picture that I could get of you online. And what I did was I just pulled a few colors that would work with that. I mean, if I were actually doing your colors, I wouldn't, you know, I would... Be, I would get a more current photo and all of that kind of thing, but you can see Chef AJ here with some gorgeous, do you wear, yeah, you're wearing purple. Oh, okay. Well, purple's my, this is actually blue, it's a shirt Miyoko Shinagi,
0: yeah. but purple is my favorite color. Purple. Oh. That's funny, purple and blue are my favorites, yeah. maybe green.
1: Yeah, so you've got, you've got, here what I've done, I didn't do any greens, but you could wear some greens, I did, I did some teals, and some of the kind of uh blue more blue a little bit more blue i love all the colors um, you
0: chose aren't
1: they gorgeous they just look, and you can see how they just all around your they just make you glow without you even having them on but just all around your face so yes i did that so you could see that your colors are you know a little more intense than uh you know some people's might be i i have like this person right here um you can see her, I mean, she's got very soft red hair and her color palette's going to be way different from what you just saw me show for Chef AJ. So everybody is is different. It's very, very personalized.
0: It's so funny. Cause I just, I've never liked like beige or pastels. It's like, no, no. so do you go by the seasons? Like am I a summer, winter, spring <laughs> or fall or do you not do that one?
1: Well, when I first started, it was back in the late eighties everybody was doing um, the seasonal color analysis so that's how i was trained but after a while i started thinking this isn't working you know i really i want to be able to give her more reds or i want to be able she's cool but i want to be able to give her a few little slightly warmer tones and i couldn't do that with the seasons because they're very distinctly divided into cool and warm and and some spread them out a little more than that but What I started doing, because I thought at first well, maybe I just don't, won't won't do color analysis anymore. And then I thought, no, that's not a good plan because I think color is critical in creating a wardrobe. So I went searching for a system that allowed me to hand pick a palette. And I, I researched a lot of them and found this one, which I've now been using for over, for like 25 years. And it's amazing, it's totally amazing.
0: Well, I love the colors you chose for me. I pulled a few things out of my closet. You know, I was looking in my closet and I'm thinking, like, I got all these clothes and nothing to wear because so many, like, <laughs> you know, people send me T-shirts and I don't like to hurt people's feelings, so I wear them. And I really, I don't really love T-shirts. I like tank tops, but well, anyway. So I picked out my favorite things, and maybe you can tell these if these are right for me. So, I-, I
1: can you hold them up under your? Yeah.
0: So this is, is this plate. is a shirt I got at Wish.com for four dollars, and I just I always feel like good in this shirt like I always wear it when I'm with Dr. McDougal for some reason I don't know why but like this $4 shirt is just this is like my favorite shirt.
1: It's got a little spunkiness which I think goes with who you are too. Yeah yeah
0: exactly and so this company doesn't exist they they were called LuLaRoe and they used to and I and I went a little crazy because one of the things about me is I don't like to have the same clothes as everybody else. So when I was 22 years old, my brother got married at the polo, not, not the polo lounge, but whatever that hotel, the Beverly Hills hotel or one of those. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. And so I was a bridesmaid and my grandmother, I was 22. So she bought me this $400 bridesmaids dress. It was like the most beautiful dress ever. And it was in a purple color. And I get to the wedding and just a guest is wearing the same dress Oh my God. And it like i in the wedding. I mean, and I thought it was a pretty unique dress. It wasn't like my grandma took me to Target. It was, you know, it was pretty, I mean, $400 in 1982 was kind of a lot of money for a dress. And it was like, it was, I was like mortified. It was like, I didn't feel special. And I just said, I don't want to look like everybody else. And so with LuLaRoe, I mean, that company's out of business, but like my leggings, like, you know, I've got carrots and, and it just feels like when I wear these pants, at yeah. least I'm probably not going to run into somebody else here's one more, you know, wearing the same pants as me. Oh, yeah. So, so but, in but, that's sort of in my style, or like when I see like like this this, this, uh, this blouse, like I always try to look for things that I don't think somebody else is gonna have, you know? And, and so, so I look for pieces that are, that I feel like are more unique because I just don't want to be wearing, and I don't know if these are right for my colors, like and I seem to buy the same shirt over and over and like this I bought it but I never wear it cuz I don't think it's right for me but it's it's yeah. just I'm just so attracted to it. So anyway, there's a, a viewer of the show, she's actually been a previous guest and her name is Elspeth and she is like lovely she's like you the definition you know just glamorous lovely classy and so she's been sending me some clothes just because I want to look better on the air and and her taste is like impeccable and the colors too like again like I'm so attracted to this color and then this shirt uh, this is my summit shirt so when I do these summits I'll be interviewing 40 doctors and I have to wear the same shirt for continuity so it's got to it's got to look good but I also I I have this I got to be comfortable I can't be uncomfortable
1: you know what I mean Yes, yes, absolutely. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable anymore. It's just not an option. So yeah, those look great. Who are the designers of those last two, the ones your friends sent to you?
0: Um, it's, it's, uh, one is Venus and one is Boston Proper.
1: Oh, Venus, you know, that's really interesting because I've had a, a, one client buy a couple of things from them. I've never bought anything from them, but I look at them. I, they advertise incredibly on, online. So yeah, oh, that's good to know. And Boston Proper has some very cool things. So, yeah, awesome. Wow. You might also like Joseph Ribkoff. He has some very unusual things. Yeah. So, well, great. And I don't like
0: to spend a fortune. Like, I live near Palm Desert, and if you go to what's that street? it's like Rodeo Drive. What is, it? I don't, I never, El Paseo. Like it's incredible. Like I, I've only been there twice in the two years I've lived here, but it was like going on Rodeo Drive. It's like you look in the window, you go, oh, that's a cute dress. Maybe it's $40 and it's like $400. And it's like, right. you know, I, I, you know, I don't think things have to be expensive to be fashionable.
1: No, they don't. They don't. It's, it's all about how much you love them and how often you wear them and feel good in them. So, right.
0: yeah. Oh, my favorite thing, and I should have brought it is my boots from, from uh, Columbia, made by the, 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 the fabric from the Indians. I, I, I get so many because this lady, no, no two pair are alike, and I get more compliments on the, these than anything I wear. I wish I maybe I'd get my husband to get them and show you. I wonder what you think of them. So oh, yeah. it says, at what age should a woman not wear the jeans with holes, the very distressed ones? <laughs> That's a thing in the Ohio Valley. I still wear jeans. Well, I don't wear jeans because I like only like I like soft clothes, but I do wear distressed leggings.
1: So distressed leggings, jeans, all that still very in style. Um, They they don't work for everyone. It's all a matter of, first of all, where you're going, what you're doing, but also who are you? Are you somebody who can, you know, is maybe a little unconventional or a little intense or a little uh, likes a little drama? Um, or edginess. Those are the people who really, or are very, very natural and a little bohemian. Those are the people who can really rock the distressed jeans. In which case, if that's who you are, wear them till you're 80. You know, I, I'm not a big believer, other than maybe you know things that expose parts of your body that we may not want to expose. I'm not a big believer in, you know, you have to stop wearing this particular thing at a certain age. It's more, where are you going? What are you doing? And who are you? And do you feel truly comfortable? And like, it's you when you're wearing whatever that piece is. So keep wearing them. If they make you happy, keep wearing them.
0: You know, I always envied Hugh Hefner, not, not because of <laughs> Playboy magazine, but because he just kind of wore a bathrobe all the time. And, I right. <laughs> and, and you know, with this pandemic, that almost became me like, I, I mean, there are days I don't even put my shoes on. You know, it's just it's gotten to be like that. But I always think about when the five years that I was a, a restaurant, I was an executive pastry chef. And what I loved about it is that I didn't have any decision making. I had to wear the clothes that I wore it was a uniform. You know, I mean, I could wear different colors, but I basically wore the same pair of chef pants, which actually were black with like real, real, like rainbow, it, it really fancy, like with chili peppers and, and, and then, and then you know, just wear a chef coat. But what I liked about it is you didn't have to think, you know, every day it's like being a mailman. It's, it, you don't have to think about what you're gonna wear.
1: Right, right, yeah. There are some people love that idea of like having, I would just need a uniform. And even people who maybe aren't in a profession where they have a uniform, you can create your own uniform and wear that too. But yeah, it just, it takes all the worry about out of, you know, does this work? Does it not? Because it's appropriate to where you're going and it's, you know, it, you just don't have to think about it. So yeah, there is something to be said for those uniforms.
0: Well, there were people like Einstein and Steve Jobs that purposely did that. You know, I don't know if you know my, my my mentor, Dr. Alan Goldhammer, the founder of the True North Health Center. But when I met him, he was wearing kind of, and I'm not an image consultant, like don't get me wrong, but he was wearing some bizarre shirts that he'd buy at Costco. like And he has very light skin. And they they were like lavender and peach and they were just, I mean, I said something, I said, "This, I don't think these are your colors, you know? He goes, well, what, what do I look good in? I said, well, that day that you were on that interview, you wore a black shirt, you look great, you know? And from that moment on, he literally every single day wears the exact same thing, a black shirt. He looks really, I think it looks really good, but it'd be interesting if you work with somebody like him, if you, if it would branch out, but I think it looks really good in black. He, he's one of those people and it fits his personality. I wanted to show you that these are my favorite boots in the whole oh world. Oh
1: my goodness, those are so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I when I remember the first time I did the vegan cruise, I was on the ship and then these ladies came up to me and They go, can I take your picture? I'm like, oh, wow. And they wanted to take a picture of my boots, not me. But every time I wear these, I feel fun. I get, comp. I just, I, you know, they're a conversation starter. And also one of the things like, like right now I have a shirt on that says vegan. And when I go outside, even my mask is a fashion statement because I had my mask printed that said vegan since 1977 and I've met some really cool people and have had really cool conversations from it. But what I love about those boots, obviously they're vegan and comfortable, but then it's an opportunity when people say, oh, I really love your boots. And then I can say, yeah, and they're vegan. And that, you know, I just kind of can get that into the conversation.
1: Absolutely. And that's a really important point. And I love that you have on your mask, you know, vegan since 1977. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm
0: going to wear a mask. You're going to make a statement. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So Apple says, what about petroleum-based vegan options? I'm not advocate advocating for them because they're problematic too. I'm interested in what Ginger has to say, and I'm not even sure what those are, to be honest.
1: Um, I think she's talking about, you know, a lot of the polyester and or the things that are made that are not particularly sustainable the fabrics that are not sustainable but what's happening a lot right now and again I will put this in the in the show notes after um, companies are becoming more they're being held to a higher standard a lot of them in terms of what are things made out of and are they sustainable are they biodegradable or are they you know, uh, even the packaging that the companies put with their clothing and shoes and handbags and all of that, is it more sustainably created um, or recycled? I mean, there is a lot of polyester right now that's being recycled. So you, what I have found is that the, on the websites, um, you can usually There's usually a section that will tell you whether or not those companies are sustainable, creating things sustainably. So two of them that I've mentioned, at least for handbags is Gunis the brand, they um, really uh, do a good job of making things sustainable and are always looking for new ways to increase that. And also Will's Vegan Shoes in the UK, very into, you know, the zero carbon footprint sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I know. It's. I mean, vegan does not necessarily mean that something is sustainable, but it. Right now, we're getting more and more options that are marrying those two things together. So, kind of the best of both worlds. So, I. I, I don't know. I was able to answer your question totally but i will put some suggestions in the comment section after for you great
0: thank you dina says i haven't had my hair cut since november 2019 now i just wear it in a ponytail my hair is silver and the length is mid back any suggestions yeah do you deal with like hair and makeup too or is it just the clothes
1: i do deal with makeup in fact i have a um 30 minute instructional makeup video on my website because so many people begged me to make one so there is that there um, with all vegan um, options for makeup suggested. Um, So I do help them with that. For hair, I am not a hairstylist. Um, Generally what I do is refer people to a really great hairstylist, but what has been happening with the pandemic is that more and more people, um, I don't know if men are doing this or not. I I think it's not as big an issue for men, but a lot more women are letting their hair go, go natural and um so the beautiful in fact i was just doing a session this morning with a woman who has gorgeous white wavy hair it's just beautiful kind of yeah wavy but chin length um shoulder length so what i would say i don't know where i think you said it was dina i don't know where she lives if she's anywhere near me by chance i'm happy to um make a suggestion for a really good hairstylist who because you'll certainly give that person lots of beautiful hair to work with but i'm a big believer in having hair i mean i think ponytails can be good but then you don't always get to see the beauty of your hair so having a cut where you can let your hair be down and see it and then tie it up when you need to go walking or whatever it is that you may need to do but also when you have actually, I think this is true for anybody with any color hair, but since more people are now letting their hair go natural or gray or white or silver, um, it's really then even more important that you have, you wear clothing colors that look amazing on you. Because when you have that um, silver or white hair, it's a little bit easier to kind of fade away. And so that when you wear colors that enhance who you are, it just makes you sparkle. So finding a great hairstylist that can help you with your beautiful hair and wearing colors that look great on you that marry those two and you'll look amazing.
0: Nice, thanks. Uh, Jan says, I'm 77, sometimes wonder if I should still be wearing some of the clothes I wore 40 years ago, but I love them.
1: Okay, so I would have to see what those clothes are, but if you love them, they're still in good repair, they're not outdated, um, I would say go for it good for you for keeping them around and, you know, and, and taking such good care of them. A lot of classic styles can still be worn. And um, it also means you haven't changed sizes in all of those years because they they still fit you, but um, good for you for taking such good care of your clothes and enjoying and getting lots of good wear out of them. So just make sure they're, you know, they fit you well and that um, they are, Current. I'm not talking trendy, but current, and not looking outdated. Again, without seeing them, it's hard for me to go beyond that with that with my comments.
0: Um, Bonnie says, "What is the most inexpensive vegan clothing and accessory place she can recommend? I can't afford $85 purses and $60 sweaters, but I want to keep my vegan morals on every way." Thanks, and Bonnie, I have a girl that I don't, I don't can't promise this because I haven't looked into her, but everything she sells is $5. So I might have her on the show. I might not, but I'm going to look into that, but I-
1: So no one has to compromise their vegan values ever to get dressed, no matter what your budget is. I have um, taken women to Target. I have taken women to Kohl's. I have taken women to consignment shops you can find really beautiful vegan clothing everywhere, everywhere. It's just a matter of knowing what to look for, making sure that you're wearing colors that look great, the clothing fits you properly, and it feels like you when you put it on. Um, So really go to... uh, I'm interested to know about this $5 store that uh, chef AJ was mentioning as well. Every I know everybody has a different budget that used to be um, dress well dress bar now still ex- exists online. Um, they used to also have stores and I had clients who so that was their price point and we would do we would go there to shop. Um, Unfortunately, they closed all their stores, but they do have an online component now at, you know, again, a a lesser priced clothing line. So you can shop anywhere and still be able to maintain your vegan values.
0: Yeah, I, I get a lot of nice things at Costco.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I don't belong to Costco, so I keep forgetting about it. But I, I many times, have women will say to me, "I got this at Costco," and I'm like, "Oh, good for you. You know, that's awesome." They sell, they sell brand names. They sell Gloria absolutely. Vanderbilt. They sell
0: Calvin Klein. They sell free people for like half the price than at yep. the mall. Yeah,
1: definitely another great option. So I hope that helps, Jan. Yeah,
0: thank you. Susan says, "How do you store all of your necklaces?"
1: Okay, so what I do, there are a couple of ways. One is on QVC, but now they're also at Bed Bath & Beyond, and uh, Wayfair, um, Amazon. You can get a cabinet. What I have is a cabinet, and the cabinet has a mirror on one side, and you open it up and you can store all of your jewelry inside. It's fabulous, because I also had needed a full-length mirror in my in my bedroom. And they have ones that are freestanding. They also have ones that you can mount on your wall. The other thing I did was I got these um, little 3M um, s- stick-on. They have um, pretty little posts that um, have little crystal balls on the end. And in my closet, I have a whole uh, wall that's you know about this wide. And I've just stuck several of them on there for my bigger necklaces that won't fit very well into my cabinet. I hang those there and I just stuck those onto the wall and it works really well. Also at the container store, I have a few clients who use the, they have boxes that you can layer uh, clear. I think they're clear boxes that you can layer and keep all your earrings or necklaces or things in. But that's mostly for things that are a little bit smaller. So it depends on the size of your jewelry.
0: All right. Well, my solution is I have only one necklace and I keep one out all the
1: time. There you go. That works perfectly, (laughs) too.
0: (laughs) Judy says, can you suggest how to shop for petite clothing?
1: Yes, I have a lot of petite clients Um, and it's become more difficult because um, a lot of, as you know, a lot of the stores have um, gotten rid of their petite line or stores that do have it, Um, like White House Black Market has a petite line, but they don't carry it in the stores. So you have to do online shopping. Um, Lord & Taylor, which unfortunately has now gone away, they have gotten rid of their petite department and so many people complained, I give them a lot of kudos. They actually brought it back. Still wasn't large, but they brought it back, but now they're gone. Um, So most petite's often have to do more shopping online. Um, Also, What's the other store that has? Oh, Nick and Zoe. Nick and Zoe. If you're on the more on the East Coast, um, to go into the stores, otherwise online, they carry petites and have a good petite selection, actually. Um, and I also have found that you don't always have to buy petites. I have clients who are four eleven. And we have not always had them by petite, but you have to find the things that are cut a little smaller. And it does mean doing a little bit of due diligence in order, you know, and be willing to try on things to see what can be, um, what can actually work for you. And I'm a big believer for everybody. Everybody needs a tailor because otherwise you're going to spend your entire life shopping for things that fit you absolutely perfectly when really just tweaking a a hem or taking something in ever so slightly will make all the difference in the world. So I really encourage everyone to find a great tailor.
0: Yeah, good advice. That is very good advice. You know, I have a friend who's so small, she literally has to shop in the boys department, literally. That's the only clothes that will fit her.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, they make it difficult. A lot of people, you know, say, Oh, I'm plus size. And it's hard to be honest with you. The women who wear double zeros, it's harder. It's actually harder.
0: Do you Is it true, I read this article that, that designers or just clothing manufacturers are, have changed the size because America has gotten so large, they say that we're close to getting almost a 90% rate of people being overweight or obese, it's at least 70, and I heard that Marilyn Monroe, who's like an icon, you know, sex symbol, was, was uh, a size 12, but they said that like a 12, a four today is a 12, that right. they've actually changed it, is, is that true?
1: I wouldn't say that a four today is a twelve, but it has changed. It's called vanity sizing, and so what they've done is they have actually—I mean, it used to be years ago. I wore a a four or a six on on top, you know, usually a little bit closer to a six. Now I wear a two. So yes, things things have changed um, a bit to make because women get so hung up. There, there's you know such a um, a bias against people having extra weight on them and um, that women get very hung up on the sizes that they wear. And they, you know, some just won't go up a size even if it might fit them better. And so by giving them a smaller number, it supposedly makes people feel better. Well, but, if that's true, They we should invent scales that give you a weight 20 pounds less than when you weigh. There that's you fun. go. That's one option, I guess. <laughs> we'll,
0: call them vanity, we'll call them vanity scales. Vanity now, scales. <laughs> isn't that funny? So uh, what... You know, I always wonder, like my mother-in-law was always would buy like the best, like a scada. She would shop there. And one time when we went to Las Vegas, we went in there and there was like a belt and it was like literally a belt. Like I can't, there was nothing special about it other than it said Escada and it was like $400. And I'm thinking, why is a belt $400? When it, it was just, just like, I don't get it.
1: Well, you know, I can't speak to that exact belt. And, and I think some prices are totally ridiculous. Um, and I think people should buy whatever they want to buy and whatever their budget will allow them to buy. Often with those kinds of things, they are, you know, hand-stitched, um, you know, they're, they're dyed in a very special way. So there, you know, there's things that can make them be more affordable. And to be honest with you, sometimes you're paying for the name. Yeah, so I it really, I, I can't speak exactly to each piece, but sometimes you're paying for the label.
0: I, my mom said, never wear somebody, never advertise somebody else's product. She never wanted me to get shoes that, you know, said brands on it and things. And I'm like, yeah, you know, they should pay you to wear their stuff. You know, right. speaking of dyeing, I saw a fun video where you dyed a shirt in your tea.
1: <laughs> I did. Yes. I've done it several times. Yes. When something was just too stark, when the white was just too stark, I just dip it in tea and leave it there for half an hour, an hour or whatever, and take it out. And it's just, softened warmed up a little bit works better for people who have warmer coloring than cooler coloring but it still can work and you can use different types of tea i just used a basic black tea you dye it in peppermint tea and it'll have made or green tea and have a little bit of a greenish tint to it so yeah yeah that was was a fun video
0: gina says do you have any pointers to learning whether gold or silver is best for your skin tone
1: yes it's well Part of me would have to see you, but also it can have to do with your hair color as well. Um, it can have to do with, it's, it has to do with warm and cool, basically. So if, you're, if your hair is white or silver, uh, you're pretty, you're gonna generally look better in silver toned jewelry. If you're a redhead, chances are good, uh, natural redhead or, or warm redhead, you will look better in gold. Um, The rest of it is a little more up for grabs. It's a little hard to say. When I do a color analysis, I always show people, do they look better in gold, silver, pewter, uh, rose gold, whatever. Um, Because it has to do with your hair, your skin, not quite so much your eyes, but more your hair and your skin. But it has to do with whether you're more warm or you're more cool. If you're a blend, sometimes you can wear both. Sometimes you can wear both, maybe although maybe not the yellowest gold, maybe just a basic 14 karat gold. So it's kind of hard for me to say exactly without looking at you, but if you fall into either of those categories I mentioned, that may help a bit. Nice. Any tips for looking good on Zoom? Is it <laughs> oh god, I have a million. Um, and actually, if you go to my website on my blog, there is um, an, an hour-long um, video on there, a a video of me, a PowerPoint. So I'm showing lots of examples um, for how to look good on Zoom. I walk through how to lighting setup, uh, what you should wear, what colors look good, how to position yourself, accessories, all of those kinds of things. I cover that in there on my blog. But I will tell you that when in doubt, Wearing um, blue or teal, actually um, Chef AJ and I are are good examples right here, blue and teal. They both usually look really good on camera. So if in doubt those, and usually solid colors when in doubt, just do a solid color. It just makes it easier. Yeah. This has been so much fun. I don't know why I waited so
0: long to get in touch with you. I learned so much. You're just so much fun. Your class sounds amazing. And so hopefully I don't, if you have a mailing list, hopefully people will sign up. You give me anything you want in the show notes so people can find out more about these resources. Cause I'm definitely going to watch that. How to look good on Zoom link. The first chance I get.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been a blast. Wow.
0: Well, wait, wait, you have somebody on Beth Gamble says please say hello to ginger from beth gamble from new england women's business owner
1: yes oh my goodness hi
0: Beth. it's been ages isn't that great any relation to trent gamble the football player anyway that's so cool well you're just great and i've learned so much and i really thank you for what you do and also just thank you for being vegan and
1: my pleasure
0: yeah, that's and great. Thank
1: you for all you do and for having me on. I really
0: oh, it. it's it. It's been great. Maybe, maybe if you have something to teach or you want to promote your next class, you'll come on again and kind of talk about it.
1: I'd be delighted to do that.
0: Because <laughs> you're a really fun guest. And thank you guys for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back in an hour when Thomas is going to be making recipes with pear balsamic vinegar. Thanks again, Ginger. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.